Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 20, Adeptus Astartes. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. And I'm Primaris Mark. This is uh, Jordan. Back to you again. Uh, joining us for the very last time today is Christian. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> How's it going? I'm still alive. No yeah, thanks to you. Barely. Our last plan didn't work. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to be that guy. Uh, Mark, what the hell? Primaris Mark. What? Well, I don't understand. Oh, because we're going to talk about Space Marines. So once Primaris Marks or Marines came out, yeah. they made all other Marines obsolete. But so you're not a so Space Marine. Old Mark is now dead. There is only Primaris <laughs> Mark. Mark left. But Old Mark was He is bigger, a, fatter. Okay. By, by <laughs> bigger, <that I> mean. <laughs> fatter. Um, and more ridiculous than ever. Oh, so if you're like a regular Space Marine, you can just become a Primaris? Oh, that, so you go from like regular Marine to Primaris Marine. Mm. So everyone's getting upgrades. Not right. how it works. No. That's, okay. that's how it works. It shouldn't work. Yeah, it's how that's, it should work. That is how it is. Everyone's getting upgraded. Space Marine 2.0. How do I turn <laughs> my phone to silent? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks for joining us. This is our 20th episode of uh, Lorehammer. We're finally getting into minutiae and actual topics and not just random bits of information <laughs> so, I guess. Oh. well this one's pretty important it feels like, like ah. we've not we talk about a lot of let's space be marines. honest everyone knows about space marines we could just skip this episode it's fine all right screw it new episode sisters of battle <laughs> let's do it all right i'm in what are those i didn't do any research and prepare any notes but yeah, i think you we just put... you don't already know off the top of your head I are you not even a 40k fan? Wait a second. Women in 40k? <laughs> I will not have it. <laughs> when are we going to let them vote next? <laughs> <laughs> not in my Imperium. Oh, it's funny that you guys think anyone can vote in the Imperium. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on one or two planets, but not on many, that's for sure. Uh, well, today, 
to start things off, we're going to do a quote of the day, and it's a pretty apt <laughs> quote. Uh, and uh, here it goes. It's a uh, you know, quote from the emperor himself. The emperor. Yeah. <laughs> Read it in your emperor voice. The emperor. I can't do a really good Brit accent. <laughs> Why he would does he, it, be he British? Has, he has a Cockney accent. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do it Boy. in a Black Panther voice? <laughs> I never freeze. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, here's the quote. They shall be my finest warriors, these men who give of themselves to me. Like clay I shall mold them, and in the furnace of war forge them. They will be of iron will and steely muscle. In great armor shall I clad them, and with the might. Let me just interrupt you here. I'm going to play Belisarius Call. Sorry, Emperor. I'm just going to tweak your whole system here. You ever heard of Primaris Marines? Well, have you ever heard of Thunder Warriors? No, no, no. Have you ever heard of Custos? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're... Okay. Put, put your quote away. Oh, my God. Mark, shut up. Okay. <laughs> In great armor shall I clad them, and with And them. I shall make greater armor, because I am Belisarius Call. Okay, that was the last time. Now it's all out of my system. <laughs> my hatred... Do you need to leave the, the room? No, that, no, I got it all out. My hatred for the primary I have the notes, Mark, if you really all... don't feel like you can do this. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 we're good now, we're good now. It's just funny that the Emperor's talking about how great they are, but then some random guy can just come along and make them He literally also created better. Custodes, who are better than Space Marines, and Thunder Warriors, That's who are better than... That's not the issue, Eric. It is! No, it is! Alright, no. I'm gonna keep reading this quote. Okay. Okay, I won't interrupt you anymore. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> they will be untouched by plague or disease. No sickness. But not by Belisarius <laughs> Call. All right, I'm just going to let you lead this episode. Go home. Go home. Go Sorry, home. That, was, that was too good. No, I'm, go for it. Please. Please. I don't I don't have the quote in front of me. Oh. I was just making stuff up. I see. Yeah, all right. Just being a dickhead, Eric. <sighs> They will be untouched by plague or disease. No sickness will blight them. They will have tactics, strategies, and machines so that no foe can best them in battle. They are my bulwark against the terror. They are the defenders of humanity. They are my space marines, and they shall know no fear. So that's the Emperor talking about space marines. It's a pretty cool quote. Yeah. I'm, so, I, I'm, I'm part, partly mad that at myself that I ruined the quote, mm-hmm. but also... Not, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not surprised that <laughs> this is how the episode is going. Like, building this this whole note sheet was a fucking pain in my ass. Ha! Huh. Huh. You can't swear on this podcast. It's child friendly. Penis. <laughs> penis. 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 Cat penis. Ah, peeners. All right. So today we're talking about space marines, who were the emperor's mass-produced super soldiers. They were what he used to wage his war upon the galaxy, to find his primarchs, to find all the human planets that were lost in the Age of Strife. And let's uh, go on with a quick history of how they came about. Uh, and obviously, it all really starts with the primarchs. Yeah. So the Emperor, um, after he conquered Terra, decided to work on his primarch project, which he made 20 like super beings from his own like genetic code and these are not like um these are not people like these are completely 100 percent tube babies tube babies <laughs> yeah yeah unlike, Unla- you, unlike space marines <laughs> what do you mean kind of like me <laughs> should Uh-oh. we tell him <laughs> i think no, you need to have a conversation he's with not your ready yet he's mom. not emotionally <laughs> ready for that oh 
But uh, so that's where it started. And the reason why the Emperor created the Primarchs is to reconquer the galaxy because humanity, they already went out into the stars. Like the Emperor and his great crusade was not the first time that humanity's like conquered the galaxy. Like they kind of already did to some degree during like the age of, of darkness or the just before the age of darkness or the the dark age of technology i mean so yeah, yeah. so like they humanity's already expanded across the, the galaxy. golden age of technology <laughs> <laughs> humanity's already expanded across the galaxy then the emperor came along and now he's trying to unite all of the galaxy but there's also xenos that have like sprung up all over and humans that have turned away from like humanity i guess from human ideals, and they start yeah. allying with people. Yeah, like well, from from the emperor's Puritan view, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or some were being enslaved, or whatever. So the emperor created the Primarchs to recon help him reconquer the galaxy. Yeah, his right hands, his generals, his yeah. lieutenants. Yeah, people he could All trust because they're not humans. Yeah, <laughs> can't trust filthy humans. No. Well, I mean, can you trust Primarchs either? Dun, 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 dun. Hey, <laughs> maybe you can. Maybe it was all just a ruse. Okay. So, unfortunately, though, chaos. Seeing what the emperor is doing, and so I don't know where this has landed. If, if the emperor made a deal with them, and then you got sucked, well, they all got sucked away. We can get into away. that in another yeah. episode because there's yeah, there's a lot to unpack with that. Right yeah, now. and it's even like as it's being written because the horse heresy is being That's written the right now. Thing. Like yeah. I swear at the beginning they flip flop thing. Yeah, and they flip flop on, on the stuff. author. Yeah. So to really give you a solid but, answer, but either way, the main thing is just that chaos got involved, yeah, and all the Primarch disappeared into warp. Yeah, they got scattered across the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, in the warp. But the Emperor still had like their genetic template and was able to make what's called gene seed, which we'll get into like what gene seed actually is later on. But with this gene seed, it's basically like, uh, like the Primarch's genetic template that then you can implant into a human to give them super soldier level abilities, like to make them bigger, stronger, faster, tougher. That's what was needed. That's what was needed to create the space marine was this gene seed. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the emperor made, uh, 20 legions cause he made 20 primarchs. And the very first one he made was the dark angels. They're the first one. The boys, you know, it was probably a huge legion to start off with, like most people think probably around 100,000 strong. And, you know, start to go out. And then he would have the next legion behind them, and they would be ready, and then they would go out. So over the course of the Great Crusade, which was around 200 years, more and more legions were being created and then sent out. And then on their crusade, they would find Primarchs and reunite them with their legion, right. and then they would lead their legion. Because each legion is as unique as the primarch that they are like the seed son of yeah yeah right so whatever like trait that the primarch itself like uh exemplified like that was like passed down through this genetic code yeah into the legion itself like angron the angry man like his legion is known for being like brutal yeah yeah in some cases it's artificial but yeah like particularly with the world leaders um they started to undergo the same like treatment that Angeron did with butcher nails, the butcher's nails. Yeah, having them installed into their brain surgically. But in a lot of in most cases, there is a genetic component where like a person becoming a space marine will start to even take on the physical attributes of the primarchs that they not not in all cases and not all attributes, but to some level yeah. might start to exhibit some of those genetic features. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about the Great Crusade. 
go listen to what episode was six. it? Six. Uh, we don't go crazy into it, but we, we've already talked about it. Go listen to that. Yeah. Like if you want like an understanding of what the great crusade was and how it happened, episode six. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what happens. You know, the emperor like makes his legions, he makes his primarchs, makes his space marines and reconquers the galaxy. Then what happens is the Horus heresy. We've talked about this episode seven. Um, go listen to that. But basically what happened was half the primarchs fell to chaos there's a huge rebellion, and uh, at the end, a couple primarchs died, the emperor was crippled and interred on the Golden Throne, and humanity will never be the same again. Hold on, I just want to backpedal a little bit when you're talking about the 20 legions. The emperor created 20 primarchs, 21 maybe, and 20 legions, but two of them disappeared before or during the Great Crusade. We don't know what happened to them. We don't know what happened to their Primarchs. There's lots of implications as to what happened to them. We don't know what happened, but the Primarchs know what happened. Sure, yeah. but Not all of them. As Some would. Yeah. But as like... Not all the Primarchs have met each other or anything. Right. But yeah. 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 So it's just important because like, well, what happened to all 20 Legions? Yeah. yeah. Just throwing Um, that out there. There's only 18 Legions that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the Horus Heresy happens, blah, 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 blah. We've gone over it. Go listen to episode seven for a little better, fuller thing. Um, Then after that, humanities kind of needs to rebuild. So they use the space marines once again to kind of reconquer the galaxy and to kind of like recover after the Horus Heresy. Because literally like the galaxy like half sided with Horus, one of the Primarchs, and half sided with the Emperor. So they had to like retake the galaxy again, essentially. And yeah, that was like a whole crusade like to push chaos back to the yeah. Eye of Terror. And, and for 10,000 years, humanity has just stood against the enemy. Oh, sorry. Space Marines have just stood against the enemies of humanity. And and that's really their history. Like, of course, there's all these like minor events like, oh, they fought on this ba- planet and they saved Armageddon. And, you know, there's all those little details. But if you really want to know just like the basic history of a Space Marine, that's it. Yeah. Um in the, in the age of the Imperium, like there were 26 foundings. So from when the first legions were founding, that would that would have been the first founding. And then after the Horse Heresy is when the second founding happened. And that's like the founding that most people would think of. Yeah. So when when the legions, like Mark said earlier, like the legions were huge, like, you know, 150,000 plus space marines. The numbers are kind of vague, but there were... Yeah, and they give you numbers at one time. Yeah, like, you don't know after casualties and after recruitment and all that, but they were massive. Um, But then they, after the Horus Heresy, um, Robot Gulliman, the Primarch of the Ultramarines, uh, decided to break down the legions into what are chapters, which we know today. So essentially, like these big forces, he thought no one person should control such vast, powerful armies, particularly in regards to space marines. Like each individual space marine is such a powerful soldier, such a powerful unit, that he limited them to 1,000 space marines. Yeah, so never again can one general just rip the galaxy in half, basically. Yeah, Yeah. so instead of, you know, having half a million or a million space marines rebel, you only have a thousand at a time, and yeah, you right. can deal with it. Right? It's yeah. minimal, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, so he lays that all out in his Codex Astartes, but yeah. that's not the only thing he puts and, in there, yeah. right? And when when this Codex Astartes happened, did you mention it was like right after the Horus Heresy, essentially, like well, a couple hundred years that, after, it's like, not even. Doesn't he write it during the Crusade? Okay, hold on, hold on. The Codex Astartes is a series of books. It's yeah. it's like it's volumes, right? Like the Encyclopedia Britannica is multiple volumes, not just one book. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it like has in it, it's got from... loads of like tactics and like. You know all this information. It'll even be like how to feel battlefield wound or dress yeah. field wound. Or you know, yeah, it's have everything. Everything that you need to yeah. know. So he's been writing this like since he was found. Like, yeah. So it's, this is like his his magnum opus, like his his defining work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after the heresy is when he started implementing the chapter breakdown, and he right. was met with some resistance by some of his brothers. You can jump into that. Like I'm sure we'll talk into it when we talk about them individually as legions. Um, some resisted. Not all chapters follow the Codex Astartes. By but and large, do. yeah, yeah, they mostly and do. It, it depends. Like, there's different variances between them. Like, even the Templar and the Space Wolves, who like vary the most, like still in some things, like they follow the Codex. Yeah, or right? yeah. or at like, the no very one, least, no one has. If you discard it completely, you're probably like a heretical chapter. Uh, the one thing that gives a people complete, pause of a com- total like scrapping of it is just the chapter limit because that was re- the number limit. Yeah, that was what Gulliman was going after. Was like no one person should have that much p- control. Yeah, that that's really what it came down yeah. to. Like, I, well, like, I mean, the Black Templar break that. They're one of the few exceptions, and there's a whole thing with them specifically yeah. we can get into. Yeah, but, but like, yeah, the the big thing is like he didn't want anyone to have the power to rip the galaxy in half again, and like. Gilliman didn't care if people, if all the Space Marine chapters called their tactical Marines tactical Marines. Like, if you want to call them Grey Hunters, who cares? The big thing was the number limit. And that's what the Primarchs were opposed to. They were opposed to breaking up their legions. Or some of the Primarchs, I mean, yeah, sorry. And it almost triggered a second Civil War, actually. It yeah. got that bad. But it's not like they're like, I don't want to have to call my tactical Marines tactical Marines. Yeah. You know, that's mm. not. Yeah. That it was, was more the, the, the limit on the numbers that they didn't like. Yeah. Um, but eventually most of them, if not all of them, relented and they did break them down into chapters, which is the unit, the largest space marine body that we use today. So the legions of Sardis no longer exist and through the founding process is how they found a new chapter. Yeah. So over the course of the 10,000 years, like Eric said, there has been 26, did you 26, say? Yeah. 26 different foundings, like maybe the, and the reason for a founding would be like some were founded, like if there was a huge threat in this sector of space, they like found a bunch of space marine chapters to go deal with that. Or they're like, we're going to do a new push on into this region, found a bunch of space marine chapters. Um, yeah, mo- most of them like are at a specific time for a specific reason. Yeah. They don't randomly create chapters for fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but a couple things that I have written in here that like are most of what we would know in the Codex Astartes is it talks about chapters specifically tactics, units, uh, like, so how you're supposed to, like, create and, like, field your battle brothers. Uh, the creation of a space marine is even listed in there. Yeah. Um, unit cohesion is really important. You're not allowed any more than two <laughs> inches between you and your battle brother. At any time. At any time. It's, it's so, not allowed. No. No, no, no. It's a hard two-inch rule. That's why, I, <laughs> that's why I could never be a space marine is... Actually, I would enjoy it way too much. <laughs> Big two inches apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just constantly breathing in your ear. <laughs> but but like we said, the Codex Astartes literally was just like a huge... Like, I'm sure he would even have in the Codex Astartes, um, like, how to govern a planet. Like, it was a massive work. Maybe not in the Astartes, but he wrote codexes for everything. 
right? Because like space marines, no, aren't he just necess- calls it like the Codex Astartes, so it's like his thing. And there, there are space no, marines no, who there's rule like planets. he wrote one specifically for like the Militarum, and it he did write other words. Like it's yeah, called yeah. different. It's not called yeah. the Codex Astartes. Okay. The, it depends. The Astartes is yeah. specifically for marines. Yeah, yeah, but like marines have run planets before, especially in like in the Ultramar system. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. Quick side note too, I guess we should have mentioned this earlier, is what does Adeptus Astartes mean? We use it a there's, lot. There's no way we haven't said that at some point. I don't know, man. I'm planning on leaving them in the dark. If they don't know by now, get the fuck out of our podcast. <laughs> uh, no, the Adeptus Astartes is Space Marines. Yeah, it's, like, it's a high gothic yeah, version like, of Space Marines. So whenever we use that term, just so people, if you haven't been on page with us so far, that is what that means. Yeah. So we will be using Astartes, Adeptus Astartes, Space Marines. Yeah. Interchangeable. It all mean the same thing, except yeah. Primaris. Ah. I'm sorry I triggered Mike. No. Ah. Don't, so, don't. Rage Boner. <laughs> the next thing probably in their history is current. So the Age of the Dark Imperium, that's where things really shift for the Codex that we'd known for so long because Reboot would have stopped writing it, right? He went into stasis. And everything stopped being added to. That's how the Codex was for so long. Then he comes back. Hello, enter Belisarius Call. <laughs> enter Primaris Marines. Ah. And now the Codex requires, like, a, not a complete rewrite, but, like, so many changes to be made to it before it was, like, up to standard again. Yeah. So that's where, like, it's this whole brand new Codex and ideas comes into play is because of him. Coming yeah. back. And just a quick note on numbers, just before the uh, the split in the galaxy in the Dark Age, um, roughly by the 41st millennium, you have 1,000 chapters of Space Marines, which equals about a million Space Marines, roughly. I mean, some chapters will vary in numbers at yeah. any given time, casualties, all that stuff. But just an idea of like how many Space Marines there are in the galaxy just before that incident. Um, yeah, which is a very, very minute amount when you're talking about a race that spans the entire galaxy. Yeah. With a million worlds. Yeah, like literally there's less than one space ring per planet. Yeah. So, and all of these planets need protecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just an idea of the numbers. Like you went from these, and even the legions weren't that large in comparison. They're roughly double the size. Again, we don't know numbers for sure, but... Just to get an idea of like how small this this fighting force really is in the scale of the galaxy. Yeah, like millions of guardsmen die each day in like single battles. Yeah. Like, sorry, I have a question, guys. I just got a message. What's Warhammer Vermintide? I think it's, it's a, a video, video game. game. Is it's it? It's a Warhammer fantasy oh, video okay. game. Who'd you get a message from? <laughs> well, in the middle guy, of our path. this guy just told me he could get me access to closed beta, and I didn't know if it was worth it. Yeah, it looked like it? a cool yeah, game. Okay. Give it a shot. I'll, take, I'll take the code. It's number two. I don't know. Yeah, no, it looked like close cool. beta, so it's probably like not out. It's not out yet. Yeah, so it would be number two then. Oh, all right, well, back to forty <laughs> k space, space marines. marines. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so back into the dark age now of the Imperium. Yeah. Wherever you were going with that, Eric. Well, you also referenced the dark age of technology just previously. We're, we're lost, <laughs> right? Well, because you say Dark Age, and somebody help us. Part of my mind says, "Well, is he talking about the Dark Age of the Technology or the Dark Age of the Imperium?" Dark Age of the Imperium, right? Because technically, it's the Age of the Dark Imperium. (laughs) There's a difference. (laughs) There is a difference. One is the Age of the Dark Imperium. (laughs) One is the Dark Age of Technology. So when you call it the Dark Age, I think of the Dark Age. When you try to get back on track, you already derail like instantly. (laughs) 
Space Marines. <laughs> oh man. Right. Uh, yeah, like I think guys. that's like that's caught up to what it is. Like Primaris Marines were added in the latest codex. He's now revising it and it's yeah. changed a lot, but we're gonna talk a lot about Space Marines for yeah, the most like part. How they're made, like what's their religion, what are, what type of weapons they use. We're gonna get into all those de- details now that you kinda know just the very brief history of them. There's super soldiers that have defended humanity for the last 10,000 years. 10,000 years. (laughs) World of Warcraft. Nice. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. So the very first thing that we're going to talk about with a space marine is in reference to its creation. Well, Eric, when a mama space marine (laughs) and a daddy... There's no such thing. (laughs) When a daddy space marine and another daddy space marine... (laughs) Is there like a, uh, a space marine creation myth? Where like the emperor and some and his brother had a big fight and then cut uh, off the other's dick yeah. and threw it in the ocean and then that was the first space marine. No, but I will be writing Games Workshop that they should incorporate that. It would still be better lore than Primaris Marines. Oh, okay, wow. Okay, so space marines. Um, we'll start with their recruitment. Uh, space marines are recruited. At this point, they're not space marines. People are recruited to become space marines at a very young age. Like we're talking like the age of like six to thirteen, yeah, roughly. I think twelve to thirteen. Pre-puberty is like the upper limit. Yeah. yeah, like and if they find somebody who's like six, they might hold on to him for a couple years till he's ready. But like Yeah, because yeah, there's it's not just like physical analysis, it's also psychoanalysis that goes into it. Like the, also, gene seed ca- ca- compatibility. Right. Yeah, goes they do into a lot it, of like, like DNA and genetic tests just to see if you're okay to like yeah. accept it. No mut- mutations or any like weird genetic defects. And like, yeah, they're usually usually not all cases are recruiting from like really hostile worlds. They yeah. want survivors. They want children who have like you know already been hardened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so one disclaimer here when we're talking about like all this stuff, we're just going to talk about like the very what most chapters do. Of course, yes. other chapters have different practices, but like the vast majority of them will do this. Like of course there's going to be a space marine chapter out there that recruits from like the firstborn the, sons of the, you know, the, nobility the, class Exactly of the on this yeah. uh Agri world, like it's, yeah. it's going to be out there, like agri world, like sure, thing. the farm for boys. hearth and home. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, that's what we're going to be talking about, like what the average space marine is, like yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, the space marines will usually like watch or set up like trials that are already on the planet. Like if they're recruiting from like a tribal pla- uh, planet, like these tribes will have like feats of strength or like feats of endurance like maybe they would be like you have to run across this desert and the winner gets to be a space marine and then like on the other side of the desert desert there's actually a space marine waiting to like collect abduct them. him abduct them essentially yeah. but like different planets have different rituals some of them even require intelligence to become like a space marine yes I'm, no, <laughs> no I'm, I know, I know. I'm just nodding I, along. As I like, thought we yes, were having yes. a moment of oh, Im- no. intimacy. We don't have those anymore. <laughs> Not since the incident. <laughs> and what what's crazy about these trials that they do too is like they're usually super brutal. Like maybe two out of ten survive. Like, yeah, like just the they re- will die. Yeah, like some will be even like, okay, see this circle that we painted in the stand? Toss 50, 13 year old boys in it. You're like. Whoever wins. Yeah, whoever kills the most in one minute is a space marine. Like, yeah. it's to have the honor of becoming one. Yeah. Like, they can just be so brutal, and, like, the recruitment process, like, is 
just if you want to try to become a space marine, you have to be willing to give up your life. Like you have to be sure that like you are actually capable of doing it. Because like me, I'm not gonna go try to become a space marine at the age of thirteen because I know I would not be able to do it. Like I'm not physically there. Yeah, like, and and if you and, well, that's why they get specifically from like death and feral worlds. Is yeah, because those people like, are already in the mindset of survival. everything is a struggle and yeah. every single day but like, I e- fight. E- even right? like if like a fat kid was like, I'm gonna go become a space marine. Maybe you'll win. like. I don't think he would try to do it. Like. The other thing to you to, to consider. You, you go follow your dreams, Timmy. Yeah. Timmy, the asthmatic kid. Yeah, like you'll make it. He's like, wearing glasses. Yeah, they, they, one of his legs is like an inch and a half shorter than his other one, so he walks guy with a weird that. limb. Uh, but yeah, like they're, they're crazy, brutal regiments. Yeah, and, and keep in mind uh, these are children that are yeah. going through this. <laughs> yeah. And and if you also look at like the quality of individual they're recruiting pre-space, right? Like we're talking still on their humans. Like, keep in mind how small this fighting force is. Like, we just talked about, like, there's only a million in a galaxy of, like, trillions of human beings. Yeah. And so they're picking the best the from, very best from of trillions best. of people, right? Like, I don't even know if someone on, on Earth today could be a space marine, right? There's only seven billion of us compared to the Imperium. Maybe, maybe someone out there, but it would yeah. be, you know, like, that's the kind of numbers we're dealing with. Which is crazy because, like, the Emperor created the legions from Terra. Terror's population in like 40k is like trillions and trillions. Right, yeah. And also they would have been hardened because they went through that whole barbaric oh, the age. Wars. Yeah, yeah, like they, they would be hardened survivors, not yeah. like a soft humans of today. <laughs> Squishy. <laughs> Delicate. Yeah. Can't even stand outside in a Canadian winter for more than 15 <laughs> minutes without complaining. Um. Okay, so once... A uh, space marine chapter has come to your home planet. These uh, angels of death fly in on their metal boxes. Metal boxes. Glad you like that. <laughs> uh, and lo and behold, you've killed forty other young boys. And now <laughs> with you're, your bare hands right, and teeth. Now you're ready to be a space marine. Yeah. And now you're point, ready to defend those. No, no, no. Boys. Now you're ready to start the process of becoming a space marine. There's no telling right. you're going to survive the That's, next stage. After this point is where they do like their genetic tests to make sure that all yeah. of the yeah. and they do a spiritual test to make sure yeah. there's no yeah. chaos corruption. And, and once again, all these tests that now the space marines are doing on these applicants are like. Life and death. Like, okay, let's test your genetic compatibility. They prick you. You either survive or you or die. You die. <laughs> right. like, they, there was never a middle ground where it's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, you're just, you can't be a space marine. Like, you can go home now. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's well, if anything, not a thing. If, 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 I'm assuming that if that ever does happen, they're just like, oh, there's a black ship coming in two days. You can go on one of those. It'll take you home. <laughs> well, right. actually, so they do have failed aspirants that become like chapter surfs. Okay. Yeah. But like, but who knows at what stage they exactly. failed, right? They might have some implants and some not. They yeah. might, you know, just yeah. be humans that never but got into it. This like genetic testing is it's a, rigorous, it's a, it's and, a deadly thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And once again, like the to test like your uh, if you're mentally capable, like if you fall to chaos yeah. or not, if you fall to chaos, you're dead. Like they'll yeah, kill yeah. you. Like Yeah. If you fall to the temptation, you Yeah. Let's see well, how tough you are. Yeah, Put you in a room with a rabid animal and see how long you last. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh the if okay, so say you go through all this testing, you go, you survive all the genetic testing to see if the gene seed will be accepted into your body. You survive your psychological tests. You survive your spiritual tests. Now, at that point, is when you become the neophyte, right? It's when all of your implantation is set to begin, right? And that happens over the course of years. 
right? And this at this point, like you're still not even technically like a brother. You're not a space marine yet. Right, no. yeah, not yet. You're not a space marine until all the implantations implants are, done. are yeah. in you and at least active because some of them don't activate till later. Yeah, like you can get a little dodgy and some don't activate at all depending on yeah. your gene seed if it's corrupted. Um, but overall, yeah, until you have all the implants in you, you are not a space marine yet. Right. Um, another quick note too on the genetic testing. Uh, gene seed only works on prepubescent males. Um, so that Keyword. is that is why all space marines are men. Um, yeah, it, it's just a factor of genetics, really. We have a whole bonus episode on like the nitty gritty of it, but essentially, all space marines will be males, and they will all be recruited pre-pubescence. Um, uh, after that, it's too late. Yeah. So you, you're you're capable of, of accepting the gene seed now. So there's multi like we'll, we'll talk about what the gene seed is because it can be kind of. Uh, misunderstood what it is and it kind of also is you can say gene seed and it can apply to multiple different things um so the gene seed is the genetic template of the pre-mark that you can like put it in somebody and then from that it will grow multiple organs they also have uh like what's the implant that you remove what's that one called progenitor yeah the progenitor gland which also people assume that's the gene seed, and that is another term for gene seed. Yeah. But the gene seed is all of these implants. Like it's not just that one little thing. So we'll, we'll get right. on to like yeah. all the different. There, there's a lot of different. Like people would say a gene seed, and maybe they just mean the genetic makeup of a primark. Maybe they mean a specific organ from the primark. Yeah. Maybe and it, it they can mean be, the progenitor that's getting removed. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it can be but all these different yeah. little things, but it's kind of this all-encompassing that thing. Yeah. And which also, can be sometimes like the genetic legacy of the primary. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in total, in a regular space marines in the old school way of doing it, they were implanted with 19 different organs which would make up the gene seed of their chapter. Yeah. And they were implanted with these during different phases too. Um, so we have all the different gene seeds um, and when they're done. So Mark, I'm going to list the gene seed and I'm going to list the age that it's done in if you want to describe what that gene seed actually does. Okay, let okay. me just pull up uh, what it does. <laughs> so the, I think I got it here. the very first gene seed, and I don't have the, um, like necessarily the high gothic name for it, but so the first gene seed is a secondary heart. It's implanted in phase one, and you get it between the ages of 10 to 14 years. So from my understanding of a heart yeah. is it pumps blood and allows oxidization of the blood. So a second one. Yeah. Yeah, another one of those. It's really it's a redundancy, right? If yeah. the first heart dies, you get a second one. There's, yeah. There's also um, with mass too. So like eventually the space runs are going to grow to be very large. Yeah. Uh, it helps to pump more blood, blood more yeah. efficiently through yeah. your body and yeah. twice as quickly. Yeah, because so. you need to be able to oxygenize, oxygenate this, all your... This huge being. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The next um, one would be the osmodula, and you get that one around the, at the same time as the secondary heart, and it's anywhere between 10 to 12 years. So what this does is it encourages your skeleton to um, like grow big and absorb ceramic-based chemicals. It basically will make your bone structure like even bigger and even stronger and turn it into like not literally metal, but like as strong as metal. Right. Yeah. Your bones are a much 
denser, heavier, stronger thing than previous than regular humans. Yeah, yeah. So they increase the size and durability. The uh, third, this um, the next one is called the Biscopia, and this one is so this is the last of the three: the heart, the osmodula, and the Biscopia. All are implanted at around the same time. So this one is anywhere from twelve, ten to twelve years is the ideal age for implantation. And uh, what this does is it's like a little uh, circular organ. It's implanted in your chest and it releases hormones uh, that like greatly improve your muscle growth. So now you have this huge skeletal frame. You need huge muscles to go with it. So this will just release more chemicals to allow your muscles to grow bigger and better. All right, so the next two that are actually listed are specifically for Primaris Marines. So previously, in the regular Marines, these would have never been implanted into them, um, but we'll go over them. The first one to take would be the Sinu Coil. And they are reinforced with durametallic coil cables that contact with incredible force, magnifying the subject's strength beyond that of a regular Space Marine. This one is crazy to me because it makes me think, like, their skin is all like open like because they're they're replacing the sinews or they're adding like this thing onto like all the sinews in their yeah. body which are like every like, time you have movement in your body like there's there's a sinew now there. it's like a metal cable right so like sorry sorry uh, sinews sinew sinews whatever who cares <laughs> Uh, so this sinew, like I just, I picture like this person spread eagled, and then like there's like <laughs> they're flayed, right? Yeah. Really, they're flayed. Yeah. Like their skin is peeled back, so they have access to the inside of this. So I guess this is a perfect time to say once again, like, so now you've been accepted, you've passed <laughs> the gene seed, like you're you're allowed to get the gene seed. You've yeah, passed yeah. the genetic testing, you've passed the spiritual testing. Now you've just been flayed open, <laughs> right? Can you survive we that? Busted yeah. your rib cage open to like give you a second heart. Yeah, like right, like, and you're thirteen. Right. <laughs> like so even or at, 10 you're e- 10 even at this age stage you're not safe no like no the, you could die on the operating table at any minute yeah they lose more guys to this than they actually end up recruiting yeah it, yeah it is crazy to, it's just a disgusting picture right like <clears throat> so hold on so just kind of differentiating since this is a primaris organ like regular space marines are inhumanly strong like they are insanely strong like stronger than the strongest record of a human could sure. potentially reach by without themselves. any kind of without any augmentics or yeah, anything. Yeah. No, like currently today, like world record holder, forget about it. Like a space marine will throw a truck. Like their superhero levels are strong. Um, and then this makes Primaris Marines even stronger than that. So like we're talking like a new level, a new peak right. of like, like yeah, it, and it strength. is like a brand new plateau. It's like it's strength that a space marine wouldn't even know about. Right, like it's unheard of. Well, for that, right? Yeah, there's there's never been a direct comparison of how strong they are, but it just says that they are stronger. Yeah, there hasn't, right? Like, yeah, there's like, never been is, a punching contest between, stronger? yeah, like sure, ten, ten times stronger, but, but, but they are stronger. Yes, yeah. Um, just a cool idea, or like a, a side note of like how strong space marines are. Like, there's records of space marines like in an elevator shaft. I can't remember what book this is, but they literally punch handholds into the walls to climb with, <laughs> and feed holes just into concrete, yeah, uh, just to climb. Like they. They're superhumanly strong. Yeah. They're, they're like big. They got muscles. <laughs> um, they're the, all oily. The <laughs> next one is also a, a Primaris only um, gene or organ, part of the gene seed, and it's called the Magnificat. And it will 
uh, secrete more ho- hormones that encourage body growth. And it, it reacts very well with like uh, the Osmodula and the Biscopia, and it helps increase their performance. Right. So we talked about those. Yeah, two. so those are both like yeah. size enhancing and strength enhancing. Yeah. So this just takes it to another level. Yeah. 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 This is steroids for the steroids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're already on we, steroids? Bro, we got mega we steroids. Heard you like steroids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So hold on. Another quick note to you, uh, kind of going with like the size and strength and everything that's going on with these people, is that space marines are also incredibly tall and large and wide. Um, they're anywhere between seven and eight feet tall, generally speaking, and there is variation between them. Um, but they're they're big, they're massive, and See, like I find it's not odd. only like they're tall. They're wide too. Yeah, they're like, they're they're not like thin and lanky like you see in a basketball players, for example. Like they're taller than a basketball player and like as wide as like a yeah. bodybuilder. Like, so when I was reading the codex, I don't mean to throw no, you off, no, no, but no. it said that by the time this is done, a space marine will stand two meters tall. That's only like just over six feet. Where did you read that? I just read the codex today. Okay, that could be like when they're ten or something, which no, is that was, crazy. They say by the time that this like whole process is done, and this process finishes well around when they're fifteen, sixteen. Okay, so okay, well, a sixteen year old that's two meters tall, and then they grow. But that's not a, like we it's have that today. Common. No, but when the whole process is done, they're like when they're a fully yeah. fledged like, space. There marine. have been like ten foot tall space marines. Hmm. Yeah, like, and it's not like they're like once again, it's not like they're lanky, like. They're yeah, thick. They're, they're thick. They're like big. they make thick someone like seats. Shaq look like tiny. Yeah. Like they're look huge. Thin. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. All right. So the last primaris organ to be implanted. Now I don't actually have it on my list of where it's supposed to go, but it's called the Belisarius furnace, and it it's an organ that uh, connects both hearts together, and it's supposed to like really increase their ability. Like, in times of duress, like, this organ will activate, and it will, like, aid in, like, body regeneration, and after it's done, like, it, like, falls dormant until it, like, can recharge itself or whatever, but I I can only assume that that's implanted at the same time that the second heart is, because it's not on the list here of, like, when does it go in? Yeah. yeah. And so. it's a new thing, too, like, we don't know. It would be implanted in phase three, because that's, yeah, that's when it When is. you have your second heart. It helps them heal, you said? Yeah. Yeah, they have, like, just, like, really... B- bumps up their whole regeneration factors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it's so also- like how much faster? Like two times, four times. I don't think they give you hard numbers. They stay away from like hard and fast stuff like that. Yeah. I think. Okay, but it, all we know is it's better. Space Marines can heal quickly. Yeah, they're healing even faster now. Yeah, but it's not like they're doing it like levels of Wolverine fast. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, but- it's not that crazy, but it's still it's faster than like you know. If you suffered a critical injury, you'd be in the hospital for like weeks or months or even close to a year, right? Yeah. They're, you know, back at it as soon as their body mends itself. And it'll recover from like things that would be critical to other people, right? Yeah. yeah. Like half your brain gets blown out. And they're like, okay, I got to go for take a nap for a bit and I'll be back. <laughs> All right. So the next one uh, is the hemastamen. Hamastamen. Hamastamen. <laughs> Hamastamen, uh, and it's implanted at around 12 to 14 years. Yeah, and what this does, it increases the hemoglobin content in the subject's body, so it just really allows more efficient oxidization? No. One one more time. Oxygenation. Hyperion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so not only do they have, like, another heart to help them, like, now their blood is even more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Because they're just, like Christian said, they're so big that, like, you need the blood to be super efficient to get to their whole body. Yeah. The next one, and this is put in the same time as the hamistamen, is Laramin's organ. And uh, what this does is uh, whenever they get wounded, whenever uh, they get cut or, like, whenever their blood makes contact with the air, uh, this, this organ releases what they call... Lamarin cells, Lamarin, and uh, it goes to the point of the wound, and it, like, what it, what is coagulates your blood like yeah. super quick, like instantly, and it creates like a like a flesh or a scab bandage basically. Yeah, like it just tr- it makes it turn into scar tissue like crazy. Like when we have a cut, like, yeah. First it dries, yeah, and it scabs. Then eventually it scars. Yeah, there's it just super it, quick, yeah. so they can never bleed out really. Yeah, like, and it's on the level of like they lose a limb and their blood coagulates, right? Like yeah, yeah. It's not just paper cuts. Like literally, it'll cover an entire stump of a leg. Yeah. Um, the next one to be received is the catalepsian or catalepsian node and it's introduced around 14 to 17 years of age and this after like once this organ is implanted that's when your hypnotherapy actually begins yeah so what this uh organ does is it allows like the space brain to like subconsciously regulate their brain operation so like they can use this portion of their brain and make this portion rest and it allows them to like literally only need four hours of sleep a day like that's all they need now because like their brains like constantly like cycling through and like now this part's resting now this part but it also allows them to go like like up to two weeks without sleep because it can just like it's not ideal obviously sure yeah yeah but like it it just allows the brain to like regulate which parts are on and which parts are off so maybe like in the in a two-week battle they just keep their battle function of their brain on while like maybe their daydreaming function is off. You know, that's a, (laughs) that's a lame example, but you know what I mean? Like they're no longer thinking of the music piece they're going to write later. Yeah, exactly. Like now they're only using the part of the brain that they need. That's cool. All right. The next one is the preomnor and it's introduced between, or ideally from ages 14 to 16. And, uh, this is a pre stomach is what it says. (laughs) Uh, so it allows them to uh, digest like anything, and it allows them to filter out poisonous food as well. And uh, yeah, it basically acts as like a decontamination chamber. So like they they can eat whatever they want now. Yep. The next one is the omophagia. Um, I'm just reading about this one. Ooh, the omophagia. Oh yeah. So this is. You got it. Oh, it's the remembrancer. Uh, th- yeah, this allows them to when they eat flesh, or or is it specifically the brain? I think it it's the brain specifically. I could be wrong though. Um, I don't think it says. No, it says flesh eating and blood drinking rituals. Yeah, right? so. but what it does is it allows them to pick up on like genetic memories of things that they've eaten. And so they can absorb your thoughts. Essentially, yeah. like, well, really, this like, one, out of all the ones, this one is the craziest to me. Like, because we've done, like, tons of, like, uh, tabletop RPGs where you play as a space marine, but this one makes it so crazy. You're, you're trying to find information, just, you know, you're interrogating this guy, and he's not... He's not he's cooperating, not cooperate. so you you're, just eat his head. Yeah, you're rolling all ones, you're not going to break him, so you just eat his brain, and now you know. It, it seems to me like 
the I, I wonder as to like the quality of memories that you gain. Yeah, like I I don't think it's like hundred percent, but right. Like, There's no way like you ate his brain and you're like I know what he had for breakfast. I more yeah. think it has to do with things that are like he does every day. Like maybe he studied something for ten years and it's like the tactics of his race. And now you're like okay that knowledge is so ingrained into yeah. who he is. That's what I'm actually it, getting. If anyone's read a book where they actually go into detail with this. Send me a send me a message. I would be interested to know which book it's in, and then uh, I won't read it. <laughs> You'll have it read to you. I will have it read to me, though. Um, after the omophagia, we have the multi lung. Um. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, it's an, it's another lung, so it allows them to breathe breathe low oxygen and also poisonous atmospheres and. Underwater, even more. Yeah, underwater. I thought, I thought, like, I didn't know about that until I had like read through all of these, and I was like, "That's nuts!" Like, yeah. they can literally just go underwater. I, uh, I was playing a Space Marine RPG way back when with you guys, incidentally, ah. and I was a GM, and I tried to drown, drown them, and poison them with gas, and then I remembered <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I had the same problem when I was like, it's very foggy. Well, that's the next implant. Yeah. The ocular lobe. Yeah. The so, ocular lobe. So your your story is like, we're in like this cave and Eric's like... Yeah, there's like a volcano. Yeah, and it's all steamy and foggy and you can't see. And I'm like, Eric, I can see. He's like, no, your sensors aren't working. There's magnet... Eric, I can yeah, see. Yeah. He's like, he's like my helmet. I'm like, no, they're not working right now. <laughs> I can see. And then in the end, I was like, you can't fucking see. <laughs> uh, but basically, this organ allows them to uh, basically see anything. They can see in low light. They can see uh, like farther than a normal human. And uh, it also allows them to like block out some... Uh, you think they can see the curvature of the Earth? <laughs> no one can see that. That's, it's not real. It's flat. <laughs> yeah, the photos are doctored. <laughs> but yeah, like it. It just gives them super crazy vision to the point of like super crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. You, it's just you it's can see, better vision. You can always see. <laughs> the next one is Lyman's ear, and uh, this implant helps uh, Space Marine from getting dizzy, from feeling woozy. Um, and it also allows them to filter out like certain sounds, like, uh, the combination of this and the last organ we just talked about would basically make them immune to like a flashbang. Cause the flashbang has like two components. It's that bright light. And then it's also like the loud, like bang, bang in your ear, the flash and, and the, the bang. bang. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I never put that together. We solved it. <laughs> um, and the layman's ear. Allows them to like filter out sounds, so like when that huge bang happens, doesn't they filter it out? Doesn't yeah, matter. They're not affected. Not only that, but like say they're you know gathering intelligence and they're in a crowded room and there's like lots of people talking, they can hear like so and so whispering, like they the person hear they're you tracking. When you've yeah. tra- silent fart. They hear, <laughs> they <that>. hear the <laughs> silent fart, <laughs> and then you get a bolter right to the face. <laughs> what did you just do in my presence, mortal? Uh, something else about the Lyman's ear, actually, <coughs> that I was reading, is it, it actually enhances their balance a lot. Yeah, like anything with the ears, like yeah. But yeah. It, it it is something to note that like you can't really like like they're not going to shake and fall over at the same. Make rate. them dizzy, or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is actually interesting because like considering space flight and like yeah. changing gravity and stuff, like you think it's a small thing, but it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Or drop pods like falling from the sky and hitting so many G's and yeah. smashing into the ground, like anything that would mess with you. You know your balance or stability. Mm-hmm. 
All right, the next one we have uh, is the Susan membrane. This is normally introduced between 15 to 16 years. Uh, what this does is it's like implanted in the brain. It's just like a membrane, and you put it in the brain, and then it like merges with the brain. And uh, with the use of like chemical training and uh, hypnotherapy and stuff, they're able to turn off their brain. And they're, well, they're, they're able to turn off their body in cases of extreme harm. So when they when they know like, oh crap, like I'm gonna die, they can basically put themselves in like suspended animation and like turn off their body, and then eventually be reawoken. This one uh, is the, the longest record for somebody doing this is 567 years, where this guy turned off his body. Like you just turn off your computer and then you turn it back on, and you know. That doesn't fine. work. That doesn't work with vehicles. <laughs> Try and start it back up. And go, 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 go. Vehicles are fucked, though. <laughs> Technology's fickle. <laughs> yeah, um, that's crazy. Five hundred sixty-seven yeah. years that he just stayed like that. Yeah, I wonder what the story is with him. If I he recall, was a dark isn't angel. Isn't it the salamander? No, he was a angel. dark angel. Dark angel. That'll be an interesting thing to read about, though. Like, why did he stay so long? Uh, who knows? Maybe he was like drifting in, in space. space or yeah, that's what like, I like. Somebody found his body. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the next one we have is the melanochrome for ages and 15 to 16 is the ideal. And this one's crazy. Like, they're all crazy. I've yeah. said that multiple times <laughs> Any now. one of those like, organs. <laughs> it just gets crazier, too, as the farther down you go. So they, they can literally change the marine's uh, melanin in his skin. Depending on, like, where you're fighting, you might want really dark skin. Like, if the sun is pumping off a bunch of radiation, you yeah. darken your skin, and now you're fine. Like, or... You're fighting you on be... a snow world, and you just, like, pale your skin out. Yeah, I don't quite understand why you'd want to pale it out. Like, what would be the benefit to that other than, like, camouflage? But they don't really care about well, that. Well, they're always helmetless, so... they're always wearing armor, but, like... <laughs> yeah. The, an yeah. interesting thing to note about this is it doesn't say this in the Alexa canon, but it did say it on the, um... On the Codex. Yeah. Oh, shit, never mind. That's the wrong one. It's a very similar function to this one, so I thought this was uh, the correct one, but it's not. But yeah, okay. th- this basically keeps them safe from types of radiation and sunburns. All right. <laughs> so the next one is the oolitic kidney. Um, this allows... It's another kidney, basically. Allows um, them to drink loads of alcohol. <laughs> uh, it, it renders them immune to most poisons. Once again, they have, like... It, now, if they eat poison, that they're, they can psych it or filter it out through their pre-stomach, or if they get stung by a snake. <laughs> a flying Sneaky snake. snake. A snake. Yeah. Uh, they can also filter out the poison this way, and it just really cycles their blood and filters. We all know what yeah. a kidney does. The, well, interest, some of the us interesting don't. thing to note, though, is that <laughs> while, this thing, are failing. <laughs> while this thing is cycling the blood at like a really high speed, the space marine actually goes unconscious. That is noteworthy, yeah. yeah. Like, but that would be for like the most craziest of poisons for it right. to actually render him unconscious. Yeah, like we're not talking about baby poison. We're not talking about cobra venom here. We're yeah. talking about like super space, super space cobra, cobra venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next one we have is the neuroglottis. And uh, this enhances the space marine's sense of taste to such a high degree that they can, like, identify different chemicals by taste alone. <laughs> the, and, and this part is weird to me. They, they can even track down his target by taste. It's weird, but think about snakes. Like, literally, space marines. taste the air. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm wondering. Like, can he taste the 
air? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's what... That it, he knows... He's, yeah. he's not identifying the... Con- like, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, he picks up a rock off the ground and, <laughs> and, it, it. and he's like... Eric walked by here. <laughs> <laughs> well, like think of like any type of like lizard, snake. Yeah, like, like taste and smell are actually quite linked, and it's it has to do with like the chemicals in the air. Like you can, if your tongue was sensitive enough, you could taste me. Like, not Thank God, we can't though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about Eric, but Eric usually just likes to lick people. But before <laughs> that's he, how I should. That's before how I your tongue taste. even makes contact, Eric, you could taste me where I've been and where I'm going. Yeah, well, not where I'm going, but where I've and, been. And like all these organs just help them like so much. Like so now they're. People were trying to set up an ambush on them. The space marines can taste you. Yeah, like, they know you're there. Or <laughs> if they're tracking there. you, like you ran them off into the desert, like yeah. in the middle of the desert, they'll find you. Like, there's just like a group of space marines together, and all of a sudden, uh, one of them just goes like, "Helmet on, boys! Helmet on!" They just start spitting, and then the yeah. other marines are like, "What?" And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, gross!" Farted. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Someone farted." Hold on. The other thing too that's interesting with those organs working together, like imagine a space marine is at some kind of event, like the Tau invite them over to like have a meeting, for example, and for yeah. some reason the space marine obliges. It has, <laughs> it, it has happened. It has, yes. Um, and like suppose a Tau are nefarious little creatures that they are try to poison hey. that space marine. So first they poison On his the food. On the order of the ethereal, of Yeah, course. of course, yes. So they poison his food, right? So not only is a space marine not affected by this crazy space cobra venom, <laughs> he tastes it, he knows where it came from, and he's really angry that you <laughs> tried. Track down <laughs> who, who did like, it. made the poison. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're insane. Everything, uh, everything about this is about making them more efficient killing machines, essentially. Yeah. All right. After the neuroglottis, you have the m- mucronoid. And this is why I'm glad we're doing it while I'm telling what it does and you're reading the names. Otherwise, it would have been not so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one I was thinking of, though, when I was about to be like, oh, snap. Yeah. So what this does is it allows them to secrete like a uh, uh, sweat, oily sweat substance that protects them from extreme heat and cold. And it also can prevent, uh, protect them in the vacuum of space. Not forever, but forever. For long enough that they yeah, like they, they need can it. survive in the vacuum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in the codex, it's described as a waxy substance. Yeah, interesting. So like, could you, you make candles out of it? <laughs> like <laughs> mucronoid candles. Could you, like you imagine like Trazin, he maybe suppose maybe he has like a space marine suspended. He just like harvests his mucronoid. <laughs> <laughs> this thing that just yeah. keeps being secreted. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I will build the best. Hey, remember when protection. I said space marines are always oily? Big muscled men. <laughs> they, are. <laughs> they are. It's waxy. I thought that was just a personal fetish of yours, but nope. <laughs> I mean, it's also a personal fetish of his. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. After uh, after the mucronoid, we have the Betcher's gland, and uh, this consists of two identical glands that are imparted into either side of the lip along the sal- saliva glands, salivary glands. And uh, what it does, it allows them to spit acid. Because, you know, why not? And uh, this acid is strong enough to, uh, like, corrode metals or... Yeah, like, it's acid. It's acid spit. Yeah, like... Like, have you seen aliens? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So now those Tau who tried to poison you tried to lock you into a cage and take all your weapons and armor. Yeah. You just eat through the bars. Well, it depends on, like... Maybe you can bend the bars, or, or maybe you can them. eat through them. Yeah. Maybe you can spit on them. <laughs> it's your call. Yeah. However you want to play Escape the Cage, <laughs> that's up to you. Launch yourself into space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now, just imagine this. So, there are Space Marine chapters who have spit on the ground in disgust of his <laughs> He forgot his helmet's on, spits in his helmet, rusts his helmet. Just melts right through the just grill. Just melts his helmet grill. So he's always getting in trouble for spitting. He's like, the tech marine's always like, you gotta stop doing this. <laughs> it's his I habit. Can't, I can't be fixing your helmet every other day. <laughs> it's, you gotta kick the habit. But they could also use it as a weapon in close combat. Say, like, they're locked yeah, weapons of somebody. somebody's eye? Yeah. Like, just burn your face off. Yeah, even just in the face. Yeah. Or, like, you even just go put it, like, you protect yourself with your hands yeah. to stop the spit, and all of a sudden your hand is getting burnt now, yeah. right? Like... Uh, the very, very last one, and arguably the most important yes. of them. I uh, wouldn't even say arguably, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the, pretty the well noted. Im- yeah. yeah. The most important for the chapter, yeah. maybe not the most important for your personal survival, but the most important for the chapter as a whole is the progenoid gland. Yeah, and, and this is what lots of people confuse with the gene seed, but like we said... Everything is the gene seed. Yeah, all of these organs compiled together make gene seed. Yeah, but this one in particular has the genetic template of the of the primarchs, and it's passed on. So it's actually two organ or two implants that are implanted. One's in your chest cavity, and one's on the back of your neck. And they get harvested and then put into a new marine, and then they get harvested and put into a new marine, and it. It allows you to keep passing on this genetic template. So one takes five years to mature, uh, mature, and then you can take out. And that's the that's, neck one. That's right? the neck one. Yeah. Yeah. So that one will always get taken out at five years. Like as they soon put as it, it's ready. Yeah. As soon as it's ready. Where the other one is deep inside the chest cavity, kept safe. So this one usually is only taken out upon death or super serious like injury. Like maybe the space marine lost half his rib cage and like. Oh, there's the... Well, those guts are hanging out. Yeah, there's the uh, gland right there. We'll take it out. We'll patch you back up. Yeah. You know, or but, we, we can put you in a sarcophagus, no yeah, problem. But, but the second one is usually only taken out upon death. And these, like, I, or like Eric said, these are like super important because without these, you don't have that genetic template anymore. You don't have any more gene seed. You can no longer spit acid, which would suck. <laughs> yeah, the, and that's all these the progenoid does. It yeah. doesn't have any other purpose other than carrying the template for all the rest of these yeah. organs. Oh, in case it, it anyone cares, the second one uh, matures after ten years. Yeah, five for the yeah. first one. So if yeah, you yeah. die in seven years of becoming a space marine, they wouldn't be able to harvest that yeah. second one. Um, and did you say what age these were implanted at? Uh, the progenoids themselves. Let's see. I know it's not the very last one put in. No, yeah. no, it's not. Um, but it is closer to the end. Eh? Yeah. I'm just curious, like... It, you know what? I don't have an age okay. for it. The okay. image on Lexicanum does not... In yeah, because it's hard to say, like, are they fully matured when they're already on the battlefield and, like, at risk of losing the progenoids? Or is it, like, yeah. you know, do they mature while they're still having all those other procedures happening and then yeah. once they're Mo- fully ready? Most likely you won't be on the battlefield while you still have your neck one in. Like, because it only takes five years to mature. Yeah, and so you're going like, through so much like training, yeah, and indoctrination. Exactly. So most yeah. likely that one will be out. But yeah. All right. Next one. The very, very last one that a Space Marine gets is the Black Carapace. And now, go for it. No. Okay, no, I just sure. want to say that, like, in my opinion, through reading what the Black Carapace does, like, if for some reason, like, your Black Carapace like doesn't work, like, you wouldn't be able to function as like a full Space Marine. 
Uh, not yes. as well. From, no. from what I'm reading, right? I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So we'll, we'll say what the black hair piss and does. And then I'll and tell then you why I think that. Yeah, and then Christian can argue. And then yeah, I'll it'll be a good time. And I'll agree usually with be right. you. Jordan right. will just keep looking at... What are you looking at? Memes. Cat penises. <laughs> Cat memes. <laughs> Jordan. Uh, so what it does is basically it's like a plastic that they put under a couple layers of your skin and they put it on your entire body. And then they carve into that plastic, like this, like, uh, electro-sensitive plastic. They carve into it little nodes that the power armor that you eventually end up wearing gets hooked up into. So it's like a direct interface into your power armor. So, like, think, like, uh, what it looks like. Think of the Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. But really, the interesting thing is that, like, the black plastic film itself sends, like, bundles... Like into your body. Yeah, yeah. Like right? it's, it's like it's attached not, to your nervous system. Yeah, it's not just laying over like your skeletal frame. It's yeah. also like puncturing inside into your yeah. body. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Some might say penetrating into your body um, deeply. Well, I mean, it's already inside. Seductively. So how does it penetrates further? Oh Eric. boy, <laughs> further penetration. Yeah. yeah. So it allows them to basically wear their power armor as if it's a second skin. Like they don't even realize when they're wearing power armor. Well, they of course they do, but sure, you yeah. know. But it's not clunky. And yeah. Everything. And yeah. this is where like my main argument comes from, specifically because of the line that I read. It, this line is both in the Codex and on the Lexicanum, and it says, "Without the black carapace, <clears throat> sorry, without the black carapace, many of the systems of the power armor will not function." So, like, if you're unable to wear power armor, or if, like, a, many of the systems of this, like, yeah. armor cannot function because yeah. the black ar- the black carabase didn't work, how could you truly, like, be a space marine? Yeah, I mean, so, in the one sense, like, regular humans can wear power armor. That's the first thing. Um, there's tons but, of examples of it. I'm just, I'm just saying, that's okay, the first thing. Okay. So, we know you can wear it. And you can function in it. You won't function as well as a battle brother that has, you know, a fully functioning black carapace. As far as I'm aware, there's never been a case where black carapace doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. At, at this point in like the the implantation, you're getting pretty safe. Like, oh yeah. Like, like I would agree to that. But could you imagine like if they're if they're like founding a chapter yeah. and all of a sudden they're finding like oh geez like the black carapace is not working? Do they just chuck it all out? Yeah, because like the Betcher's gland they get rid of. They're like eh, yeah. not not a not a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, but there are two that you need. You need actually there's a couple that you need. Um, like you need those first three that like you need your second heart. You need the uh, skeleton, the skeleton, and you need like your body growth one. Yeah, you need those ones. Like, if you can't change the color of your the melanin in your skin, not the biggest deal. Right. If you can't, like, secrete the vacuum yeah. one to survive, like, well, don't... Don't go into don't space. Don't go into space. Don't, <laughs> don't get in any space battles. Yeah. Right? But, but when it comes to, like, the black carapace, like, yeah. if, if for some reason that wasn't, like, working... Yeah. yeah. I think, like, on an individual case, if you're already a space marine and for whatever reason it stopped working, they obviously wouldn't just chuck you out. Yeah. But, yeah, if you're, like, founding, yeah, if you're founding a whole chapter, then... Yeah, and like I mean, yeah. space marines are still hyper lethal without sure. power armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but of course, yeah, but you wouldn't like, want to found a whole space marine chapter without the ability to wear. It, it also makes me wonder. That would be sorry. Go for it. Well, like, that'd be kind of a cool chapter. Idea. <laughs> getting ideas now. Well, like so, like the black carapace doesn't work, but you still have literally every other organ. Yeah. So and, and you're still and, hyper lethal. Like yeah, and like tabletop, you just use scout army. Yeah, yeah. But so, like you have veteran scouts and like you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. It'd be, it'd no, be that's cool. not a, I just not terrible. You just have to get around like why they would continue is my thing. Well, it's more that like Well, what if like they started the process and all of a sudden like a like a warp storm cuts like off their right. founding planet. Like you could have 101 excuses. Yeah, I'm just that, saying you that, need a reason. In a universe yeah. of magic, it's not <laughs> hard to come up with an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I I wonder about the power armor because I'm I'm more wondering and one of you will probably have the answer for this. Is power armor like when they say power armor, does it specifically mean like the ceramite armor that space marines wield? No. Or does it mean any kind of power, any kind of armor that has a power pack attached to it and is slightly better than regular non-power armor? Because the, the then I would assume because then I would assume that sure, like humans wear power armor, but it is not remotely close to the same armor no. that a space marine no, wears. And that's, no, like, that's well, like, well then. Well, then well, it's completely different classes, and yeah, so then well, and there is like there are like we know what Space Marine power armor is called. Like we know they have Mark. We'll get into them, but like we know they have like ten different marks of power. Yeah, armor. it's not like you'll we see a regular human wearing Space right. Marine power armor. Yeah, okay, like that, it that's is, my argument. It, it's then. completely different. Okay, like because if that's the case, then yeah, like think. think uh, like, the, the point is, is like you can still function in a suit of powered armor without needing to be interfaced. Right, into but you it. can't function in Space Marine armor without the black carapace. You not still can, effectively. just not as well. Not right. as well as others. Yeah. yeah, they would probably like yeah. So maybe interesting case, you could probably even do that chapter of Space Marines who don't have the black carapace. Yeah, you could probably still field them in powered armor. Yeah, right. Yeah, but just then at that be, point, why? Yeah. No, kind of like, the only maybe you thing put like going. one like your lieutenants or your cat. I, I see what you're saying, but you yeah. you could even though like that could be your story, you could still technically field like power armor yeah. sure. guys. Just okay. take away the theme. Wow. Man. All right. Whatever. Fuck okay. Me. Hold on. One <laughs> one other thing too is. Uh, I don't know if this was retconned or not, but I noticed you didn't mention it. Is with the the bones? Um, they used to be, and that their rib cage would fuse. I, I think I just missed that part. So that happens in the second one, the Oculamar. Um, in the Osmodula. Osmodula. Yeah, that will like literally yeah. fuse their rib cage yeah. together. So they in have a solid mass of bone. Yeah, so they have a sheet, essentially a bulletproof vest on their chest. So you're not even like, you know. And that's why the heart has to be done first. Yeah. Because right? then they can't get in there. Right. Once that those bones start to fuse together. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I missed that, but Yeah, so that was a, a thing. Yeah. Um one other thing to note too, like their skin becomes like bulletproof almost, like to small caliber weapons, like their skin is able, like their skin, their plastic black carapace, like yeah. they're basically bulletproof even without armor. Yeah. So if you're fighting a naked space marine, you're still in trouble. Yeah. Unless you have like a dangerous weapon. And you better be a good shot and not scared <laughs> of the hulking mass charging you better at you. Be immune to acid. <laughs> you better not have any taste or chemical like Trace. secretion. Yeah. So basically, after you get your black carapace in, you become. A space marine, like you have all these things, like he, yeah, you're the best. You're basically become <laughs> you're the, the best. best. Well, it Around. does. It does take uh, time and, and for training all, for and, all yeah. of the organs to even activate. Yeah, not all of them activate immediately as yeah. soon as they're in. Like, yeah, sure, maybe the heart. Uh, no problem, but yeah. a lot of those are organs take um, chemical therapy, yeah. uh, hypnotherapy, even like rigorous f- physical training, even just to activate some of them. So yeah. it does like you are going through these 
tests and examinations and trainings the entire time. You're also getting like ripped open, stuff added in, sewn back up. Maybe surviving. Through, and right. Then and then you go through more yeah. training and then you get yeah. ripped open again. Yeah. Right? Like it is not the other thing it's too, not a good time. The other thing too that's interesting to note is that We've mentioned it before, but not a lot of these or some of these organs don't work in some chapters, uh, just due to like gene seed degradation yeah. over time. So like the imperial fists can't spit acid anymore. That that gland doesn't do that function any longer. Yeah, salamanders they they've mutated where their melanin is always dark, like they yeah. always just like they, super dark. Yeah, and their eyes become like ember red. I don't know what causes that, but. Yeah, it's it's noted well, to be I'm part not of a geneticist. Yeah, so. Korax and his Legion, the Raven Guard, they get super white. Yeah, super like, pale. Yeah, um, yeah. So some of the legions, depending on what Primarch they came from, might have flaws in their genetic material that causes these things. And in some cases, like the Space Wolves, where Lehman Russ slept with a wolf and got impregnated <laughs> by no, those. Those are only myths. There's no wolves on Fenris. How could you? <laughs> yeah. Like in their case, like their genetic mutations can get so out of control that you know they grow these large canine fangs and get like super hairy, and then they ah, can yes. even mine wolfen. Yeah. They can even mutate even further beyond that and become wolfen, which yeah. are essentially you know werewolves. werewolves. Or, but they or, can't change. Back. Or we do the the other fun one, the blood angels. You know that organ where they can like eat things and recover memories. This becomes super active where they actually start to crave blood. Yeah, become space vampires. Yeah. Hey guys. Jordan here. Unfortunately, we've had some technical difficulties, and we'll have to re-record part of this episode. Please stay tuned in the next couple of weeks for part two. <laughs>